Hello and welcome to the Bossing It Up podcast. If you've subscribed, thanks for coming back. If you're a brand new listener, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Riley, and this is the show for small business owners, solopreneurs, and side hustlers who want to use technology to achieve their business goals and up their IT game like a boss. So tonight we're going to be discussing file management for your business. Not the most exciting topic I know, but it's a necessary and basic area to cover if you really want to up your game in the way you store and retrieve your business critical information. So we're going to discuss a couple of scenarios. Now the most common scenario I've come across of file management done badly looks something like this. There's a small business of say 10 people or so, and they're based in an office. Each employee has a permanent desk, so there's no hot desking arrangement. And on each desk is a desktop computer on which the staff produce all of their work and save their files. There are a couple of shared laptops, which the staff can use for working remotely from time to time. Now, so far, this is pretty normal. There's nothing wrong with this situation yet. However, the files stored on each computer are stored there locally, which means that every file created on that computer is accessible only from that computer. Now, this also means that there's no file sharing capability between the employees. Now, from time to time, they need to collaborate on certain documents, say presentations or spreadsheets, etc. But since each file resides only on the computer where it was created, when they need to collaborate on the file, what do they do? They email the files to each other. Now this is a problem for several reasons. Firstly, and most obviously, this is a very inefficient and cumbersome way of working. Secondly, this leads to a lot of versioning conflicts. The team can never be sure who has the latest version of a file that's currently being worked on. Thirdly, with all the email attachments that are whizzing backwards and forwards between the staff, each employee's mailbox is now huge because the space is being taken up by multiple emails with large file attachments. Now to most people, this may not sound like a problem, but ask any IT consultant or any IT support professional about the implications of a bloated mailbox on a business. If you open Microsoft Outlook and it takes in excess of five minutes to load because of the size of the mailbox, this is a very big problem and usually file attachments are the cause of it. Another reason why this is a problem is because when a member of staff wants to work from home or anywhere else with one of the shared laptops, they have to manually copy the files from their desktop computer onto a USB stick and then onto the laptop. And even worse, when they return to the office, they have to then copy those files from their laptop back to the USB stick, back to their desktop PC, remembering to overwrite the original versions of the files they've been working on because they are now out of date. So that's a common scenario that I've come across many, many times of file management done badly. Here's another one. 
you have a solopreneur or sole trader or however you describe a one-person business. He or she has just one laptop on which they do all of their work, which is cool, no problem with that. But again, they create and store all of their files locally, which means the files are accessible only from that particular laptop. Now this solopreneur is a bit more tech savvy than your average person and they realize that if their laptop were to break or get stolen, they'd lose all their data. So what do they do? They regularly back up all of their files to an external hard drive just in case. Now this is a good move and you will never hear any IT professional tell you not to back up your data. So why is this scenario an example of how not to do things? Because if the laptop were lost or stolen or damaged or otherwise inaccessible, our solopreneur in this scenario would be unable to work until they got a new laptop. They would then have to buy a new laptop, copy all of their files from their external hard drive to the laptop. So this could potentially mean days without working, depending on how quickly they could get a new machine. Also, the interval between the date of the last backup and when the laptop becomes available or they get a new one could mean that the files in the backup are now very out of date. So all of these issues could mean severe consequences for the business. Now, you would not believe how many small businesses are doing file management this way in 2018. I'm not kidding. If this scenario sounds familiar to you, if this is the way you're doing file management in your business, I don't want you to feel bad or silly. The point of this episode isn't to belittle you. I promise there's no file shaming going on here. Seriously, I really want to help, which is why we're now going to discuss how to do it properly. So straight away, I'm going to say that it's impossible to tell you how to do file management properly without using the dreaded C word. And that word is cloud. So why is cloud the dreaded C word? Because essentially, the cloud means storing your data on a computer that you don't own or control yourself. And when you put it like that, it's easy to see why so many people are uncomfortable with that idea. But consider this. Do you use email? Of course you do. Who doesn't? Do you own or control the servers that send, receive and store your email messages? I think it's safe to say that 99% of you have just answered no to that question. So if you're using email, then you're already using the cloud. But you may be thinking to yourself, using email isn't the same as storing my business files in the cloud. Well, actually it is. If you've ever sent a business email with a file attachment, where do you think that file attachment is stored? Well, congratulations, you've just uploaded your first file to the cloud. So using the cloud is an inevitable reality of modern day computing. There really isn't any escaping that fact. Okay, so let's go back to our two scenarios and see if we can do things a little differently. Firstly, the small business. Well, instead of storing files locally on each individual computer, 
they could use a cloud service like Office 365, which will allow them to save their files on their computers, but the files would automatically synchronize to their cloud storage. Now what this means in practice is that each and every time you make a change to a file and save it, that file is automatically replicated to the file storage in the cloud. So if you have to make a change to a Word document or a spreadsheet, as soon as you click save, it gets synchronized. The advantage of doing things this way is that all the computer's files are accessible from any device with an internet connection. Now there are security measures in place so that not anybody can access your data. You still will need to log in with a username and password. But as long as you have those, you can work from any device anywhere. So one way that I personally use this feature of cloud software is when I'm working on public transport. I travel a lot by train and if you've ever traveled by train in London, you'll know that it's virtually impossible to get a seat during rush hour. So I'm often standing on the train and need to work on a document. So what do I do? I start editing the document from my phone, which gets the job done, but it's not the most optimal typing experience. But then sometimes on a rare occasion, when a seat does become available, I save the document on my phone, sit down, open my laptop and continue working on that document from exactly the same place where I left off. Everything I'd done from my phone was saved and synchronized instantly so that I could seamlessly transition from my phone to my laptop. Now, how cool is that? So I don't need to email files to myself so that I can work on them from different devices because I know that a lot of people are still doing that. You have a document on your phone and if you want to access it on your computer, you email it to yourself. And when you're next on your computer, you open up your email and then save the document, right? Well, there's no need to do things this way anymore. There is a better way. Another obvious advantage is remote working. Being able to work from anywhere that has an internet connection means that you're not tied to a physical location. For businesses that don't require a fixed base of operations, this represents a huge opportunity to save on accommodation costs. Many, many businesses now, they literally do not have a physical location anymore. They have a complete 100% remote workforce and it's cloud storage and cloud computing that enables them to make that transition. Okay, so those are a couple of use cases for our small business, but what about our one person business, our solopreneur? Well, with our solopreneur, the situation is very similar. Instead of saving files on their laptop locally, using a cloud service would provide a measure of redundancy should the worst happen and they lose their laptop or if it gets damaged or stolen. They could still remain productive while they're between computers by working from a tablet or a smartphone. Now, mobile devices may not be ideal for certain kinds of working, but as a temporary measure, until our solopreneur can get a new laptop, it's certainly better than nothing. At the very least, they could still use it for email and very simple document editing. Failing this option, there's always internet cafes. Now I need to stress a very important caveat here. 
Cloud storage is not the same as a backup. Cloud storage does have a slight advantage over a traditional backup when it comes to business continuity, but it's not the same thing. In all situations, regardless of your file management strategy, you should always keep a static backup of your data and update it on a regular basis. In fact, it's best to keep multiple backups in several locations. So I'm going to give you a quick example of why cloud storage is not the same as a backup and why preferably you need both. About three years ago, I was working with a client who unfortunately was hit by a massive ransomware infection. So what this means is that all the computers across the whole organization were infected with malicious software that encrypted or locked all of their files. So they couldn't access their own files without a password. The software then demanded a payment from them in order to release or unlock the files. In effect, their files were being held for ransom, hence the term ransomware. Now the client used cloud storage as part of their file management strategy as well they should. But this means that as soon as their files were encrypted, those same encrypted files were synchronized to the cloud. Remember the way how cloud storage works is that your files are synchronized as soon as changes are made to them. So the process of encrypting or locking a file is detected as a change and then that file gets synchronized. So in this situation, the client would have been pretty much stuck if they didn't have a static backup, which they did. And fortunately, the backup was made before the ransomware infection. So the files in their backup were completely safe. So after disinfecting their computers and removing all of the malicious software, I restored their files from the backup so they got all their data back without having to pay a ransom. So as good as cloud storage goes, and for all of its benefits, it's not a complete file management solution. You still need to take regular backups. Having said that, cloud storage and cloud computing is definitely the way to go. If you want to modernize your business and enable yourself and your staff to work flexibly and remotely from anywhere with an internet connection, you need to make the transition from locally stored files to cloud storage. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you found it useful. If so, please rate, comment and share this episode with anyone who could benefit from it. Also, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe for weekly tips and advice on how to up your IT game and use technology to achieve your business goals. As always, Please feel free to contact me if you'd like some advice on any of the topics covered in this episode. My contact details are in the description, as well as some links to various cloud services I've used myself and highly recommend. Thanks again for listening. Until next week, keep bossing it up.